So hello and welcome, and thank you for being with us here today. My name is Mariah, and I am the event manager here at Spirit Rock. If you have any questions today, you can come to the front office next to the bookstore and ask myself or Christina, who are both working in the office today. Uh, if you have not brought your lunch, we can give you directions to the Woodacre Deli, which is a five-minute drive away. Um, there is a program happening upstairs today, and they're in day two of a three-day program, so they're more deep into their program cycle today. So we ask that you not go upstairs during the day. They're on a different uh, schedule than we are. They might be doing meditation at different times than, than this program. During the lunch break, you are welcome to eat lunch in this room throughout the day. You're welcome to have any drink with a covered lid. If you prefer to eat outside, as the crow flies our meadow where our old building used to be, and if that doesn't ring any bell to you or you don't know where that is, stop by the front office. We'd be happy to point you in the right direction, but it is a shaded area where there are picnic tables, and that is a nice lunch spot. We have a self-serve bookstore, but if you find anything in there you like and the payment instructions do not make sense to you or if you need change, stop by the front office. We're happy to help you with that. Any other questions that you have today, feel free to flag us. Happy to help you. Happy to welcome you here. And so today, Oren is joining us. He uh, was a graduate of the Spirit Rock and IMS teacher training program. He's been practicing meditation in this tradition, uh, the Theravada tradition, since 1997. Longtime student of Joseph Goldstein, Michelle McDonald, and Venerable Ajahn Suchito. He holds a degree in comparative religion from Columbia University and is a somatic experiencing practitioner. So we thank you all for being here today, and we welcome Oren. Yes. We do. We have we have Natalie ringing a bell. Natalie, do that. And Sure, sure. And if it remains that way, we can raise it, but it tends to need to be slightly cooler. Okay. Ah. Well, good morning. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, Anyone here at Spirit Rock for the first time? All right. Wow, cool. Great. A warm welcome to you. it's uh, it's a pretty special place here. I hope that um, I hope that your experience today. Um, hope that you feel at ease. Hope you can feel at ease and at home here. You know, like you just take off your shoes and can kick back. That's that's really uh, important. <clears throat> how many um, how many people have? Uh, have sat uh, a residential meditation retreat of like a weekend or longer? Raise your hand. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's one end of the spectrum. How many people are, are much newer to meditation practice? You're just starting out or it's been like a few months? Okay, awesome. Great, great. So a nice range. That's good. Um, 
So I just want to orient you a little bit to how, how, uh, how I'm thinking about this day together and some of what we'll be doing so you have a sense of what to expect. Um, this is a, a day of, uh, of learning and exploring how to be with ourselves, how to be with our mind and our body. in a way that's relaxed and in a way that um, in a way that helps us to understand ourselves and our lives more uh, and what that means is that a lot of the a, a good portion most of the day we'll, we will be in silence together meditating doing sitting meditation, doing walking meditation, and I'll be offering instructions. We'll have um, periods uh, where um, we'll be doing questions and and answers about the instructions, about your experience. Um, But a lot of it's going to be me saying, hey, go check this out. Try, Try doing this. And then you doing it. And fumbling around inside and, and seeing how things feel and how it works for you. Um, so, so to support this process of uh, learning to be with ourselves and explore the inner world, uh, to support that process together, um, just a few guidelines and suggestions. Uh, so the first is that... Um, Apart from the dialogue that we have here in this kind of setting, uh, the request is to shift gears into being uh, more inwardly focused, which means uh, not chit-chatting or talking with one another, kind of just staying silent, and also kind of really keeping your attention more to yourself. You know, so most of our lives we spend kind of like looking at things and thinking about things and picking things up and investigating them. And one of the primary uh, foundations of meditation practice is that uh, we shift that energy to turning it inward from going outward all the time to, to turning inward. And it's not that one's better than the other. It's just that if we want to understand ourselves and if we want to learn how to live happier lives and work and serve in ways that are more balanced and efficient and joyful. We need to know what's going on here. And to know what's going on here, we actually need to be able to to rest our attention here. Yeah, does that make sense? So, um, So keeping silence together, turning the attention more with oneself, kind of keeping things here rather than out there. Um, of course, you know, enjoy the trees, enjoy, enjoy being outside. But in terms of the interpersonal interaction, you know, try, try, to, try to turn that down. And really what this is, is it's, it's not about... Um, uh, thank you, Mariah. It's the beige one. Oh you, oh, you couldn't find it. Oh, that's all right. Oh, thank you. You know, I probably just left it in the car. Very sweet. This is fine. Thank you. Okay. I will now model 
items from the Spirit Rock bookstore. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so um, uh, it's really a gift that we give to one another. And anyone who's been on a silent retreat knows this. You know how uh, that experience of showing up at work early in the morning or maybe you're on a family vacation or visiting relatives and you wake up and you don't really want to talk to anyone, but there's someone there and you want to be polite. You're like, hi, good morning, nice to see you. You know that one? Yeah? Or you run into someone at the store and you're like, oh God, I hope they don't see me. And they see you and you're like, oh, hi. You know, you really don't want to engage, okay? So you don't have to engage. Just put it down. You don't have to be anyone. You don't have to look good. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to be friendly. Okay, it's just like we're here alone together. And we give each other that gift. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it comes from a place of deep respect and care for one another. That's like, I'm all right, you're all right. You know, We can be in this space together and just kind of share it without imposing on one another. We're just kind of doing our own thing in parallel. So that's the first kind of guideline for today is just this sense of silence and keeping the attention with oneself. And then obviously when, when we're here, we're doing question and answer, then yeah, our attention is engaged. You know, we're listening, we're talking, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to support you. So this is your day long. It's not my day long. This is your day long. This is your, uh, your time. And that means uh, take care of yourself. That means, uh, you know, listen to your body. So I will be suggesting a certain kind of a schedule where we sit for 30 minutes and then we walk for 30 minutes and then we come back and sit for 30 minutes. And, you know, if your back is in really bad pain because you sit at work all week long and you feel like, I can't sit for another 30 minutes, then don't. Stand up. I'll be giving instructions for walking meditation. Do some more walking, you know. Uh, Trust your own wisdom. If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. You know, it's your day long. So, so don't abdicate your own sense of uh, autonomy and authority just because there's someone up here sitting on a stage with some nice statues behind him. Okay? Uh, that said, uh, you know, we tend to, uh, we tend to res- get what we put in from things. You know, I can't remember who it was who said, but said, uh, you know, Most of, the worth, most of the worthwhile things in life uh, uh, require some, some real effort. You know? so, so be willing to, uh, to exert yourself in some ways a little bit. Like if you were going to, uh, if you were going to a, 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 a day-long yoga class, I'm guessing... S- a good portion of you have been to a yoga class or at least know what a yoga class is. You know, it's kind of doing asanas, moving, sweating on your mat, stretching, holding poses, all this kind of stuff. So if you were to go to a a whole day yoga class, you would expect to be sweating, to be uncomfortable sometimes, 
to be stretching your body in new ways. And to feel kind of tired at the end of the day, but also to feel good in that way that you feel good after you exercise, right? So this is a kind of a yoga for the heart and the mind. So in the same way, expect to put forth some energy to not always be comfortable. Uh, To sweat a little bit inside. To feel tired at the end of the day. And to, you know to have a, a, a feeling of like, hey, I did it, I did that, you know? A little bit lighter, a little bit clearer, a little bit cleaner. I think that's safe to say. So it's your day long, take care of yourself, be, and be, you know, be willing to, to stretch at the same time. Um, and then maybe the last thing is, um, in particular, with the question and answer sessions, I think there are about, probably about 40 of us, 45 of us here today, um, and so just to be, uh, to be aware of, of the, the range and diversity of voices. So if you're somebody who, who finds it really easy to ask questions and speak, yeah, hang back a little bit, ask a question, and then leave some space for others. Even if there's no one raising their hand, just sometimes people take a little bit longer to gather their thoughts. Uh, and at the other end of the spectrum, if you're someone who you tend to be a little bit quieter, you might have a question, but you're like, yeah, I don't really need to ask it, you know. Maybe step forward a little bit and be willing to ask because we all learn from one another in that way, including myself. So just the sense of balancing our voices and giving time and space to one another. So, sound good? Great. Uh, last thing I'll say, if anything comes up that's really urgent or difficult and you're like, when are we going to have another question and answer session? I'm really struggling. Just, just come talk to me. You don't need to wait. You know, if it's really difficult, pressing, just, just come talk to me. All right. So why don't, we, why don't we start with a little bit of a meditation together. We'll do a short guided sit for about 20 minutes. So finding your posture, finding your posture means uh, getting comfortable in your body, check that your, uh, your, your pelvis is, is stable, <clears throat> so whether you're sitting on a chair or on a cushion, you really feel a sense of like, I'm, I'm balanced, you know, not, not this kind of like a little bit unsteady. Uh, if you're in a chair, uh, it's helpful to have both feet uh, symmetrical in some way. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's fine, yeah. Um, you don't want to have like one, one leg up on one knee, that kind of thing. It's just a sense of stability and balance. That's what we're looking for. Comfortable, stable, and balanced and some sense of energy in the body. So you want your upper body, your torso, to feel alert, which usually means sitting up a little bit. You don't have to be tense or rigid, but you know, when you want to pay attention to something, if somebody's telling you something really important, we kind of perk up a little, right? You don't listen to somebody 
telling you something really uh, intimate or rare with your head and your body slumped over. You know, when we, when we want to pay attention to something because, because we are interested, there's a sense of poise in the body. So we're just finding this balance inside of comfort, stability, and poise. So that's the body. So as you find that, that balance, you begin to turn your attention inward, either closing the eyes, or if it's more comfortable for you, just gazing down at the ground a few feet in front of you, letting the lids kind of sink down halfway, just letting the visual feel get soft. See if you can begin to tune into the feeling of weight or gravity in the body. So there's a sense maybe of heaviness. Maybe you feel the mass of the body or the contact with the chair or the cushion. If there's annoyance arising in your mind, just try to let it go. It's just a sound. It's not a big deal. It's just like a bird outside. It's just a sound. Sounds come and go. One of the things we learn in meditation practice is not to make a problem out of things. So if a cell phone rings or someone's coughing or they're opening a throat lozenge, crinkling a wrapper, it's just sound. Don't make a problem. Just let it be. So we're just tuning in to the weight, the heaviness of the body. This often helps to relax the mind and to steady the attention. So there's something tangible, seemingly solid, that we can tune into, we can kind of like sink into it. It's like uh, dropping a stone in a pond and the stone just sinks down through the water. So in the same way, letting your attention sink down into your body. So your mind is resting in the body just as the body's resting on the cushion. Feel the weight of the body. And as you breathe, give a little bit more attention to the out-breath. If you like, you can even take a few deep breaths, slow, deep breaths. Really feeling the out-breath, letting it be long and slow. And again, this helps to calm and settle the mind and the nervous system. 
attending to that release, that slowing, that letting go of an out-breath. Letting your breath become normal. See if you can just tune in to the sensations of breathing. Just a relaxed and gentle attention. You don't have to bear down or focus on the breath. Try to get every single breath. Just a relaxed, easy attention. Kind of like you, uh, you were walking on a path in the woods and you, you saw a wild animal, maybe a fox, and it didn't see you. And so you, you became very still and just observed. You just watched the fox just in the same way, almost like the breath were something that, that were shy, that were wild. We didn't want to scare it away. Just observing it in a very quiet, relaxed way. See, so notice and feel the sensations of breathing in. Notice and feel the sensations of breathing out. Many people find it helpful 
to use a soft mental note or label in the beginning of a period of meditation to help keep track of the breath. It's like reminding ourselves, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. So when you breathe in, you can just very lightly, almost a whisper in the back of the mind, just say, breathing in. As the body breathes out, just a soft whisper in the back of the mind, out, or breathing out. And you just take it one step at a time, in, out. It's relaxing and settling in. You don't have to get it right. You don't have to be good at it. In fact, it's better if you expect to be pretty mediocre. completely normal for the mind to wander, completely natural. So when you notice that you've lost the breath, that's a good thing. It's a good thing because you've noticed. So you can just gently let go and tune back into the breathing. That's the practice of this kind of meditation we're doing right now. Mind goes off, we notice, and gently bring it back, feeling the sensations of breathing.
So our theme for the day today is uh, slow and steady, which is something my first meditation teacher used to say to me all the time from, uh, from the fable of the tortoise and the hare. He used to say, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> and it's as true in meditation practice as it is in other areas of life. So uh, establishing successful meditation techniques. What does this mean? Um, well, there's that, uh, there's that adage, I don't remember who said it, um, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. Right? I think it was a, a coach, a sports coach. Right? Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent, which means that what we practice will, will reinforce. So if you're not practicing properly, you're not going to get better. At, you're not going to get better at the thing that you're practicing. You're just going to reinforce the way you're practicing. And so this is very true with meditation. Uh, so in anything in life, uh, any activity, any task, any, uh, any art or skill, we could say that there's always two things. There's what we're doing, and then there's how we're doing it. And how we're doing it is very important. Because if we're not doing it properly, we're not going to get good results. We may injure ourselves, right? So repetitive stress injury, that kind of thing. You're getting your work done, but you're injuring your, your body. If you're not paying attention to how you're doing what you're doing. So um, a, lot of, a lot of teaching, a lot of, uh, a lot of instructions focus on what to do in meditation practice. And we'll be talking about that some. Uh, but in many ways, uh, from my perspective, what's more important than what we're doing is how we're doing it. It's less important what meditation technique you use, even what meditation tradition you follow. What's more important is how you apply that technique, how you use it. Again, because if we're, uh, if we're using a technique or practice in the wrong way, we're not going to get the results that we want. Uh, and, uh, and we might actually get negative results. We might actually go in the opposite direction. So what do I mean by this? Well, we come to meditation practice, and I don't know if you, you just even in the last 20 minutes of sitting... Somebody says, okay, pay attention to your breath, feel your breathing. If your mind wanders, bring it back. Well, how many of you noticed your mind wander at least once? Right, almost all of us. Um, how many people at least once felt even just slightly annoyed or frustrated with your mind? Okay, so if we approach our meditation practice from a place of kind of, come on, like, make it work. Stay with the breath, right? A little bit of frustration, a little bit of tightness, kind of pushing ourselves a little bit. Well, you know what? 
That's what you're practicing. Frustration, tightness, pushing. That's what you're going to reinforce. So how we meditate is very important. What are, what are the qualities we're bringing to the technique we're using? So it's like having a tool. You use a tool. A tool is only as good as you know how to use it. Right? If you don't hold a tool properly, or you don't use a tool properly, uh, you could hurt yourself. <laughs> you know? Or you know, you're trying to build something, you could actually you know, uh, mess up the project because, because you're not holding the tool properly. So meditation is a craft. It's an art. Uh, Joseph Goldstein has a talk. He talks about the art and science of meditation. So the science of meditation, we could say, is what we do. It's the, it's the, it's the, the technique, which is very clear and very simple. And I'll talk about that some. The how we do it is the art. It's a craft. And like any craft, it takes practice. It takes time. You have to make a lot of mistakes. You know? If you want to learn to throw a pot on a wheel, you've got to make hundreds of pots that you throw out before you get a good one. The same thing with meditation. It's a practice of trial and error. So expect to make mistakes. Expect to be very mediocre at this. Don't expect to be perfect. That's just going to make it harder. Right? So think about it in that way, that this is, just, this, is a, this is a process of learning. And learning means making mistakes. Learning means, I don't know how to do this. So how, how we meditate, how we use this, these techniques uh, is really important. And the, and the kind of spirit, the kind of qualities we bring to the practice. So I want to just talk briefly to kind of lay out our day a little bit about the what and the how of meditation. So uh, in this particular tradition of, of Buddhism, that the, sometimes referred to as the Theravada tradition, or insight meditation as, as it's known in the West, um, there are two basic parts to the practice. Okay, and there's, you read lots of books and you hear lots of different techniques. It'll all be boiled down to just two basic kinds of, of practice. And this is what I have written up here on the, on the board for those who are more visual learners. The first is a suite of practices or a set of practices that are designed to help calm our mind, to help calm and settle our attention. Thich Nhat Hanh refers to this as stopping just stopping, settling, gathering our attention, collecting our attention, bringing the mind, the thinking, uh, the body, the emotions, gathering all of that into a, a, a kind of a, a sense of wholeness. Like we're fully here. We've got all of our resources together. You know, it's that experience that we all know uh, of... Um, being on point, being in the zone, you know, like you've been preparing for, for something, you're going to give a speech or you're going to run a race or um, maybe you're, uh, you're cooking a meal for someone you care about and all the other junk falls away and you're just, you're just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And there's a sense of wholeheartedness, a 
okay? That's what this first part of the, of the practice is about. And that's the, the, the little guided meditation we did. Is, is, it's gathering, calming, settling, okay? So in all of these practices that are about gathering, it's called shamatha meditation, which literally means calming. Shamatha meditation. They use one object of awareness, There's one thing that we pay attention to over and over and over again. And so it's exclusive. We exclude all of the other sensory input and mental input and give preference to this one thing. So that one thing could be the the breath. It could be a sensation in your body, like feeling your hands or feeling your butt on the cushion or chair. It could be sound. These are, these are some of the more common meditation objects for calming practice. Uh, it could be loving kindness. Metta is a calming practice. And there are many, many, many other ways we can do this. You can focus, you can stare at a candle. Okay, mantra, mantra meditation is a, is a form of calming meditation. What they share, what all these share in common is the sense of gathering the attention around one thing and discarding everything else. Thoughts come up, let it go. Sound, let it go. Emotion, let it go. Just keep coming back. Just keep coming back. Keep coming back. And that process, that patient, steady, continual process of bringing the attention back again and again and again in a very easeful, steady, tireless way, gathers a kind of momentum. And eventually, the mind begins to settle a little bit. How many people feel a little bit more here after that short 20-minute sit? Yeah, so there you go. Okay? You don't have to have some, you know, deep, deep, transcendental experience to, to taste the benefits of this. It's very accessible. This form of meditation is is characterized uh, primarily by a sense of simplifying and really enjoying. So there's a sense of ease. It's like that sense of, ah, can just be here with this one thing. And we just simplify and keep focusing on that sense of, of, of ease and uh, enjoying enjoying the breath, enjoying the body, enjoying loving kindness, whatever it is we're using. Pleasure feels good. And so when our mind feels something pleasurable, it tends to kind of like, oh yeah, I like this. I'm just going to stay here. So having a sense of ease is very important in this phase, in this part of the path. Okay? So this is one part, calming meditation. And this morning, this is what we're going to be focusing on for the morning, is this sense of just just coming back, just staying with one thing, just steady, calm, collecting, gathering. Very important. Calming doesn't mean that we're forcing our mind to be calm, right? Then you're practicing forcing. Calming happens by itself from this process of just kind of like patience coming back again and again. The other main practice, which I'll talk more about this afternoon, is about seeing clearly. Seeing clearly. So once the mind is calm, stable, steady to a certain degree, 
And there are many, many different degrees of steadiness we can experience. But once there's some steadiness in the mind, then we look closely. What's happening? And this is an inclusive process. We start to open the focus of attention, like zooming out on a lens and including the full, eventually the full range of our experience. Thoughts, emotions, sight, sound, smell, all the sensations in the body, and, and seeing them clearly. And this is uh, called vipassana meditation, insight meditation. So these are, this is the what? These are the two main practices, calming and insight. Calming and, and seeing clearly. So how? So that's the what. How? How do, we, how do we use this tool? How do we hold it properly so that we don't tire ourselves, so that we don't injure ourselves, and so that we don't, uh, you know, kind of mangle the, <laughs> the thing that we're working with on the tool. We don't get all tangled up in knots. How many people here know the experience of meditating and after 20 or 30 minutes you feel more tight and, and, and stressed and tangled than when you started and you're like, ah, I forgot it, right? Okay, we weren't using the tool properly. So how? So this is about our inner orientation to the meditation practice. This is about how we're approaching it. And uh, as I was saying, this is an art. It's not something we pick up overnight. It's a little bit like riding a bike. We want to tell someone how to ride a bike. Well, uh, you get on, and then you're going to try to balance... And uh, keep your hands on the handlebars and pedal at the same time. And then, and then balance. Right? You can't re- It's like, okay, those are like the three main important things, but you really have to do it and feel it to know how to ride a bike. Right? So it's the same thing with meditation. You really have to know it and feel it. And it takes time, and you've got to fall down, and it's helpful if you have training wheels. <laughs> Right, you gotta want to wear some knee pads, things like that. So, um, uh, so there's a whole, there's actually a whole, um, a whole range of mental qualities that are needed to meditate properly. From a sense of kindness to patience uh, to wholeheartedness uh, to energy to a certain kind of wisdom, having a kind of clear sense of what's happening. Okay? All, all of those are important. Like when you're riding your bike, you have to look where you're going. Right? It's not just about balancing. You have to also look. Right? So uh, there are many things that come into play. And over time, we learn these and we learn how to tell when they're, when they're not in balance. When it's like, oh, I'm not actually, I've kind of lost the, the broader view of things. Today I want to focus on um, on three particular 
qualities that uh, I find the, the the most helpful to really uh, ensure that we're that we're approaching it properly. So the first of these is is relaxation. The first is is having the intention to relax. Doesn't always mean we can relax, but just recognizing that a key part of meditation practice is relaxing. And relaxing is not something you do, right? Relaxing is kind of a is a softening. So I want everyone right now, just for a second, just make a fist and hold it tight, as tight as you can, really tight. Okay. So a lot of times we go through our day-to-day life, and this is what our mind and body get like from the perpetual demands on our nervous system to perform and accomplish and do things and complete things. I keep holding your wrist. Keep, 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 keep tight. So things get really tight. Okay. Now, I want you to very slowly and consciously relax your fist. And notice what that feels like to relax your fist. And then open your hand slowly. So what does it take to relax a muscle? What do you have to do to relax a muscle? Right, you have to let go. It's, you don't actually do anything. It's what you stop doing. You see that? To relax your fist, you didn't do anything. You stopped clenching it. It's the opposite of a doing. You stopped the contraction. So relaxation is a ceasing of a certain kind of activity. Does that make sense? So so this is very important for meditation. It's, It's about relaxing, which is not a doing. It's a letting go. It's a, it's a stopping. Having an intention to relax is very different from having an intention to get something. When you want to get something, you want to get something done, you want to go somewhere, you want to get something, what do you have to do? You have to exert energy in a certain direction and kind of uh, mobilize, mobilize your 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 uh, your your resources inside, and focus on that thing that you want to get, and then you kind of go in that direction to get there. Do you when you want to relax? Do you try to get to a relaxed state? 
if you if you try to get relaxed, how well does that work? I gotta get relaxed. I gotta get relaxed. How do I get relaxed? Come on, relax. Right? Okay, so this is this is uh this is this is kind of like the next uh layer of what's meant by by relax. Meditation practice isn't about what you get. This whole path, any contemplative practice, any spiritual path, it's not about what you get. It's not about getting something. It's about what we let go of. It's about letting go of the things that keep us entangled and driven and confused and uptight. It's about seeing those ways that we get uh, that we make problems for ourselves and others. And relaxing them, not getting caught up in them. Right? We all know, we all know that peace is here. That contentment is here, inside. We all know that the next thing that it's going to make that we think is going to make us happy is only going to make us happy for a little while. We all know this. It's not really going to do it in that, you know, in that way. That ultimately in life peace and happiness come from within. It's clichéd because it's true, and we know this. Right? So we have to remember this when we come to meditation practice that it's about it's about a relaxing, it's about a letting go. Instead of, instead of trying to get somewhere, meditation practice is about trying to arrive where we already are. It's a process of, of getting here more fully and completely. So this is a very radical shift. And this is a shift that's at the heart of, of, uh, of all mystical traditions and practices. It's the shift of our attention from seeking something out there that doesn't exist, that we need to go find and get to discovering what's already here that we have been overlooking for our entire life. And to do that requires a very deep sense of relaxation and presence. Okay? There's a line from a poem by Ryokan, the uh, Zen wandering monk and poet. He says, if you point your cart north, when you want to go south, how will you ever arrive? If we keep looking in that direction outwardly, when we really, when the, when the thing that we want to find is in this direction inwardly, how are we going to get there? We won't. So relaxation means this kind of settling, a, a, a stopping, a ceasing, a, a, a releasing of the contraction, and uh, and a process of 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 of, uh, of letting go rather than getting. Okay, this is about the word in the Buddhist tradition is a scary word for us in uh, the contemporary West. Are you ready? You're prepared. The word in the Buddhist tradition is called renunciation. It's about letting go rather than getting. So relaxing. 
So this is the first component that I really want to emphasize around how we use meditation techniques. Relax. Relax. And you even say that to yourself sometimes. Relax. Don't need to get anywhere. Don't need to accomplish anything. You don't need to be perfect. What we need to do is we need to see more clearly the patterns and the programs that keep driving us to try to become perfect and be, you know, the star player and all of these, all of these patterns that, that keep us exhausted. So relax. Arrive. A process of arriving rather than getting somewhere. Being here more and more. Becoming, arriving, being here. Okay? Don't make a problem. It's just sound. Not a big deal. See? Stopped. That's the nature of things. They come and go. We fight with them. Ajahn Chah used to say, you know, why do you go bother the sound? The sound, you know, the sound's not bothering you. You're bothering the sound. It's just doing its thing. Let it be. Okay. Uh, the next, the next, um, the next quality that we bring to how we use these techniques, how we hold these tools, that's essential, is friendliness, warmth, care. Just a sense of being kind. We can be so hard on ourselves. We drive ourselves like a, like a slave master sometimes. We get out the whip and the chains, push ourselves. Not, 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 uh, this is not, this is a generalization, it's not everyone. Some people tend on the other end of the extreme. Ah, you know, do it later, it's cool, don't worry. Uh, But for many people uh, in sort of contemporary uh, corporate capitalist society, uh, it's the other end of the spectrum where we push, 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 push. Very hard, self-critical, that kind of energy. Uh, so kindness, friendliness. This is a. Um, this needs to be the foundation. So when we come to sit in meditation, the field that we sit in is a field of kindness. That the space that we create for ourselves in our mind, in our psyche needs to be a space of kindness. The, the other option is what? Self-hatred? Ill will? How are you going to practice meditation in a field of ill will directed towards yourself? It's not conducive. It's not helpful. So, and this is hard for a lot of us. It takes time to develop this. Just a sense of being kind, being gentle. So one way to talk about meditation practice is that we're learning to become our own best friend. I love that. I love that. Learning to become our own best friend.
So cultivating a spirit of warmth and kindness towards ourselves. This is a practice. It's not like you say, okay, I'm going to be kind to yourself, and boom, for the next half an hour, you're kind to yourself. We start getting tense. We start getting frustrated and berating ourselves. You notice that, and you go, oh, right, kindness. Just let that go. Just come back. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Take it easy, you know? I'm trying. I'm making an effort. That's, that's all that's required. That's all that's required. Come back to that analogy of riding a bike. You know, if every time you fell off the bike, you scream and frustrated and kick the bike, I mean, you might learn to ride the bike eventually, but it's going to be a real drag. If every time you fall off the bike, you go, oh man, bummer. All right, come on, we can do this. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Brush yourself off. All right, let's try again. It's going to be a lot more fun learning to ride a bike. You know? So, so being kind with ourselves. Sense of acceptance and warmth. This is the second quality. So when we approach the practice with a sense of relaxation and letting go, just arriving, seeing what's already here, we approach it with relaxation and with kindness, then the conditions are, are, uh, are established to bring, a, to bring forward a little bit of energy more energy. And that's the energy of interest, of curiosity. Very important factor in meditation practice. It's that sense of, huh, how'd they make this? Oh, it's leather holding this little thing from the bell, striker. Oh, look at that. It's sewed together. There's stitches there. Hmm. Probably glued on, too. Okay? You look closely. You get interested. We have to be interested in our experience if we're going to understand it. Meditation practice doesn't just, you just sit down and follow your breath and boom, all of a sudden you have insight. You have to want to understand to understand. You actually have to, there has to be some energy. Does that make sense? If you want to understand how something works, you've got to study it. You've got to look at it. I, I like learning about um, animals. I just saw the documentary that came out about Jane Goodall. It's amazing. If you get a chance to see it, please do. I think it's playing here in San Rafael. Um, but, you know, she studied. She went into the jungle in, in, uh, in Gombe in Africa and for the first five and a half months, she couldn't even get close to the chimpanzees. It's just this incredible patience of just observing, looking through her binoculars and telescope and just day after day showing up observing because she really wanted to understand. So when we really have interest, there's a sense of patience, just looking, just observing, just looking closely, getting intimate with our experience. So these are the three qualities that I want to emphasize in terms of how, how we practice. Relaxation, which is this kind of uh, 
a releasing. It's not a doing, it's a non-doing. It's, it's, a, it's a settling and a letting go of a contraction. So relaxation, arriving. Relaxation means just coming to be here rather than going there. Arriving, relaxation. Kindness, being gentle and kind with ourselves. And then, particularly with the, the, the practices of clear seeing and insight, interest, looking deeply, really, get, really coming close, getting intimate with our experience. Okay. My schedule is shot. I went over 10 minutes. That's fine. That's, that's, that's reality. The difference between a story and reality. Um, you have a question? Uh, sure. Since the schedule's already shot, let's ask some questions. Uh, can we get a mic? Uh, someone just bring over a mic so that it's recorded. Why don't you ask and I'll just repeat it for now. Go ahead. Yes. 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 Okay. Right. So the the question is becoming our own best friend. How do we how do we overcome the uh you're turning my mic up, right? Maybe let's just leave if you don't know the sound system, don't play with it. It's okay. Um how do we overcome the patterns and seeds uh, that get in the way of being kind to ourselves and self-centered uh, 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 and have become our own best friend? Because it's not, an, in some ways she's saying, it's not an act of will. Um, it's a process. It's a process that takes time. And... Um, It's a process of um, uh, first finding uh, that energy of kindness, really being able to identify it in ourselves. And it might not be directed towards ourselves at first. Often it isn't. It's directed towards someone else. But really honing in on what that feels like and what that is. Uh, And then it's a process of slowly letting it in, being able to receive kindness from others, from ourselves, building it up. That's one part of it. And then the other part is a, is a process of uh, investigation and healing. So beginning to, to look at the stories, the beliefs, the patterns, the seeds, as you talk about, that, that, uh, that prevent us from being a best, our best friend. Starting to see those more clearly in the mind. And then, and then healing, which often involves... Um, feeling unpleasant emotions, feeling anger or grief or sadness, and allowing ourselves. And then that tenderizes the heart. That makes the heart more tender. That makes the heart more tender. That happens slowly. It happens slowly. And spending time with spending time with people who are kind to themselves. And then we learn how to do it. By, by being with them. Yeah. So I want to just, um, uh, we'll have lots of time for questions over the course of the day. I want to, um, my preference is to, is to move into practice and so that you can actually, you know, work with some of what I've said 
for a little while and then come back and have more questions. Does that sound all right? Okay, so um, we've been sitting for a while, so I want to do some walking meditation. And I'm just going to give you the most basic instructions for walking meditation. I'm going to invite you to stand up. And uh, feel your feet on the ground. So uh, bend your knees a little bit. Maybe just bounce kind of a little so you can feel the, the contact with the ground. Okay. Shift your weight over to one side. I feel how that foot gets, uh, that leg gets a little bit heavier and more dense. And you can feel the pressure on the ground. Feel that? Okay, now shift the weight over to the other leg. And just explore that. Just shift the weight back and forth from one side to the other slowly and feel how the sensations change. Okay? Great. And now I want to invite you to, um, you might need to turn to the side depending on where you're standing. Again, feel your your feet. And... uh, just slowly shift the weight to one side, lift up the other foot, move it forward and place it down. Feeling the sensations and then lift up the other foot, move it forward and place it down. Feeling the sensations. Okay. That's... So, this calming meditation, when we're sitting... Most of the time we use our breathing. There are many other ways we can do it, but that's what I'll be emphasizing today. And we just keep coming back to our breathing. That's, what's our, that's our anchor or primary object. In walking meditation, the anchor, the primary object, are the sensations that we feel in our feet. Okay? So when we do formal walking meditation, you take a path, that's 10 or 20 paces long. And you start at one end, just standing, just the way we are right now, and you feel the body standing. And come back to that plate, come back to the sense of relaxation and kindness. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. It's a nice day. There are no fires around here. No email to check. No meals to cook. No dishes to wash. Just, no. Nice, just stand here. So it comes just that sense of, of, or, of an inner orientation of relaxation, ease, friendliness. Feel the body standing. And then, at a pace that feels comfortable and relaxed to you, lifting and placing your feet. One step at a time, feeling the sensations in your feet. Walk to the end of your path. You get to the end, stop and Stand. Come back to just a sense of, yeah, just chilling, just here. Feel the ground, feel the weight of the body. Very easy. Turn, stand, walk. One step at a time. Just feeling the sensations, okay? Walk at a pace that, that helps you to feel relaxed and connect with the sensations. Some people you'll see walking very slowly. Other people will be walking at a normal pace. Some people might be walking quickly. Walk at a pace that helps you to feel relaxed and connect with the sensations. That pace may change over the course 
of the period of walking. You might start out very quickly and then slow down. You might start out slowly and then find that you're getting tight. And so you move to a more moderate pace, okay? Last instruction. Enjoy. It's a beautiful day. Every time you start getting tied up in knots or trying too hard, just enjoy your walking. Thich Nhat Hanh says, uh, walk like a free person, free from the past, free from the future. It's just that sense of one step at a time walking on planet Earth. Feel the sensations. Okay? So um, we can use the whole downstairs space. We have the whole downstairs and outside. Um, We'll take uh, about half an hour. Uh, So is it Natalie? If you could ring a bell at uh, 11.10, actually maybe like 11.08, about seven minutes before, when you hear the bell... Come back in. We'll gather again at 11.15. Okay? Take your time. Relax. Be kind. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.